You can check out all the episodes of the Table of Truth on our website, www.tableoftruth.com. Welcome everybody to the Table of Truth. This is your man Cam. As always, I got with me. What up, y'all? It's Dwayne. What's going on? This is your boy Ant. Let's go. What's going on? This is a special guest, Josh. And we are here with another jam-packed edition of the Table of Truth. It's been a while. Been away for a bit. Life has been kind of crazy. Um, but today we're going to talk special uh, episode. We'll do a Black Lives Matter episode, talk about all the craziness that's been going on. We got a lot of questions, a lot of topics to kind of go over. But um, And also, too, shout out to everybody that's going to be watching, um, watching live, which is be kind of crazy. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep the N-words down a little bit, but we can't really – all the profanity might, might still come out, though. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we'll, we'll try to keep it to a minimum, especially with this topic. Yes, definitely, definitely. But, um, but yeah, so um, – what sparked all this is the recent uh, protests, I mean, the ongoing deaths of uh, black people in general by the police. But um, in general, like, fellas, how do you guys feel just about what's going on in general? Like, all this. Well, Josh, I'm going to let you go first since you're the guest. Take it away. Um, such a loaded question. I feel a bunch of things. Yeah. I mean... The, the obvious disregard for for the black body, for black lives, um, the damage that it does to the overarching black psyche, uh, you know, just having to explain stuff to your kids, just the, the, the litany of things that you have to deal with in terms of just sort of embracing this as a reality and trying to do something to to stem the tide, to make a difference, to, to make it different, to, to stop it altogether. It just seems like such a daunting task, you know. There's so many emotions that bubble up. There's fear. There's anger. There's definitely anger. I had to go to a party just to calm down over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was bananas. It was. It was real. Um, but yeah, my sister literally was like, "Yeah, we gotta get you out the house because your Facebook page is bananas with all militant pro-black somebody being assassinated." <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, the NSA. They, they love listening to the Table of Truth. And, oh yeah, Holland. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's kind of crazy. And also, you know, uh, myself and Josh both work at BET, so being in a workplace of majority of Black people, when crazy stuff against Black people are going on, is it even a special another feeling? So. That's also been kind of interesting, and I know Dwayne, you've been on the West Coast and how things were over there. Um, I guess in my neighborhood, you don't. I'm in like downtown Long Beach, so I don't really see a difference. I'm not in the Snoop Dogg section of LBC, but <laughs> still, just like going around seeing things, just even like talking to other people, it's it's exactly what Josh said. You just go through so many different emotions. You're you're tired, you're angry. Some people are scared. People are pissed. We're, people are uncertain of what's going to happen next. It's I can tell you one thing, like, when I when I saw what went down this week, like, I was drained. Like, I, I, I couldn't get sleep for a few days. It was just, 
it, it was just like a, a a weight was on my on my chest on my shoulders. It's it hurts, man. Yeah, I feel like we're holding our breaths, man. That's how it feels right now. Like I can't breathe. That's exactly how I feel when I think about the situation. Yeah, the, the first thing that messed me up was seeing him die in front of his daughter. And, you know, as a parent, like, I can only imagine you watching yourself die in front of your child and you can't do nothing about it. So it was always one thing to say, you know, you know, that you see it on TV, they talk about it on the news, but to see it live and direct, it was... Yeah, I never seen anything like that. It was surreal. And, and I'm not going to lie, I had a lot of anger built up. It was... It was that kumbaya was again out the window because I will repeat I don't if my son was a pass no street corner sign no barbecue no party no hashtag gonna, no hashtag is gonna ease my pain so mm. just just so I have to let leash out on the strength of one you're going to know how I'm gonna feel for for the rest of my life which is gonna be anger and and you're gonna you're gonna know that so that was that was my first instinct and it was. It was it was scary, man. It was very very scary. That was my first initial thought. Was like, man, I'm telling you right now, if somebody was to do that to my son, I'm on my straight Punisher shit. I'm I'm going to jail. That's how I felt at that moment in time. Because, again, there's nothing that you could tell me that's going to ease my pain. So that was that's that was my first reaction of all of this. It just it just feels like like I said in the chat that we have like it's like. That the movie with Bill Murray, Groundhog Day, like it feels like it's the same thing. Just like, even when I first heard of the deaths, I was like, "Is this old?" That's that's automatically what I thought. I'm like, "This can't be this week." And then when I found out that it just happened, I'm like, "Wow, you got to be kidding me!" Not not that I should be surprised, but I'm like, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead, Josh. The thing that threw me off the most was like I went from like negative ten being numb to like twenty to positive twenty anger. In like 48 mm-hmm. hours, the first dude, I was just like, God, again, yo, I don't yep. believe this. Then you find out there's a video, and you know, I definitely, I definitely went from numb to like straight up, just like, yo, they straight just executed this dude in in the middle of the street in broad daylight. And oh, before yeah. I can even wrap my head around that, the second brother gets gets blasted, and then on on insult on top of injury, it's already bad. It's already wrong. It's already He's already dead. He's already murdered. But then you find out he had uh, an open carry permit. And you're like, well, what the hell are we supposed to be able to do? Like, the dude was doing what he was supposed to be doing. Josh, supposedly they said, his girlfriend said he didn't take the gun out. Like, so they didn't even see the gun that he had. Well, yeah, you don't have to take the gun out. You just need to let them know that you have it. Yeah. I think that's actually what happened. He actually said, you know, I have a gun. I have an open carry permit, blah, 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 blah. And then, then he was there, reaching for his wallet. Is what yeah. The yeah. And then, then you know, then from there it goes to craziness. But yeah, you know, it, it, it I didn't even have a chance to wrap my brain around the first incident with mm-hmm. Alton Sterling. Then to have this joint with, with with Mr. Castile happen right on the heels of that, I just went from like numb to raging angry in the space of 48 hours to the point where like like you said, I, like one of y'all said, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep properly. You can ask Cam. I came to work mean mugging all day long the day after. Yeah, same here. <laughs> you know, just walking the streets, you know, between here and the city, between here and Brooklyn and the city, just mean mugging. You know, you you it, it's it's hard to it's hard to you know it's hard to turn the other cheek. It's hard to be like you know, well you know, 
Maybe it was a no. There's no maybe. This is this is this is this is happening too consistently. Exactly. And the story's always the same. And and my my what what I think angers me the most is I tend to forecast. I don't I don't as much as you should be in the present moment, as they say in, in a lot of Buddhist culture, a lot of a lot of cultures in general, you should be, you should stay in the present moment. I forecast a lot. So my brain is already like, right, so they shot this dude in the <laughs> chest in broad daylight. They shot the open carry dude uh, in broad daylight in his car in front of his kid and his lady. So this is what's going to happen. They're going to go to they're going to go to a grand jury and then they're going to get off. And that's going to be it. That's going to be it. So I don't I don't even want to think about the reaction if those guys get off, which I think you're right. I think it's going to happen. They're going to get off again. But yeah, whew. Man. Good afternoon. Oh, oh, and uh, late, late edition. Oh, snuck, cool. snuck, snuck in through the back door. Incognito. Remix. Incognito. That's how yeah, we do it. Man. I'm good. How y'all feeling? Yes, sir. Good. What's the word? Be better, brother. But yeah. yeah. But again, I like you said. I think I think the majority of the world was more angered than anything else because again. You can't. You can't I, I'm tired of justifying it. I don't want to hear any more excuses. Either, either, either rules about. Well, I guess we'll get into that topic later. But either rules has to change laws, or unfortunately, this is what's going to be the norm. Because yo, this is not Hollywood. There's nothing scripted. Everything. Every day is a new story. Every day. But so, if, it's, if this is the new norm, guarantee you there's going to be more dudes. Shoot, you know, there's going to be more dudes like what happened in Dallas. People are not. If you if you're exactly. gonna, if you're gonna keep people under siege like that, know that at some point if you keep slapping somebody, you know it's like all these little bully videos that you see online on YouTube. You yeah. can slap somebody a hundred times. That hundred first time might be the one but, that sets the person off. Yeah, he's gonna pick you up and body slam you. And and, 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 and realistically, I can act this to all of y'all. Who here wants to die today? Who? Right, right. So just off that strength alone. Certain people, I'm not, again, I'm not advocating violence, but damn it, let's just keep it for what it is. This is not a movie. Certain people out here is not trying to go out like that. Nope. Some, certain people out here is not going to watch their kids go out like that. And you have to understand that's their family. That's their kids. Certain people here have security, can go to limos, or maybe certain people doesn't have, those, they can drive home safely. Certain people out here is, is real, and they got to go through, um, you know, being prosecuted, being judged every day. It's, and it's, it's crazy out here, man. It's, it's literally a war out here. All right, so now with all the stuff that's going on... Um, okay, stop moving around, man. <laughs> um, so with all the stuff that's going on of recently, so, you know, recently Melo had an open letter kind of just, like, to his fellow athletes on some, like, yo, this is not the time to be chill and silent. Do you guys think that more uh, black athletes, actors... And people that have a more uh, higher profile should join in the fight, have a say, have some type of a conversation, or say something about, or you know, say or do. Because a lot of them do on the back end, like whether it's nonprofits, whether it's their own thing. But they should they be just as vocal, um, just in general. Well, I I, I could chime in real fast. I don't. I think with some it's going to be harder than others because the decisions that certain athletes make trickles down to a lot of people putting food on the table. So you have it's, it's going to take a long, hard thought and process before somebody can say, "Yo, we're going to protest everything on the strength of this." Unfortunately, certain people's not can't is not in a position to do that. Is that sounds is that's an excuse? It is. It is what it is. Some people, I, I don't think Paul's going to do that. I really don't think so. 
All the athletes, you mean? Yeah, I think all the athletes are going to do that. They'll come out. Hmm. I mean, so I think some will. I think also, too, it just depends because I think a lot of times people forget, like, say, for instance, like, you know, Harry Belafonte and, like, Muhammad Ali back then, like, they were both active doing these stuff because they wanted to. That was their personality. That was their whole joint. So, like, but then at the same time, there was tons of uh, athletes and, you know, actors that did it. They did stuff silently. They did stuff behind the scenes or any of that. So not necessarily – I don't think – Every actor in them has to say something, but I definitely do think you know they if if they're not gonna all, if not if they're not gonna be like no rah rah then it's almost like a consensus where like they're all coming together on some like yo all of us have gotten together and we are talking about this or supporting X Y Z you know now do I expect them to be at the Senate and doing hearings yes I expect that because their following is humongous it's huge huge. You know, a lot of these stars from the age of 18 to 25 is, is, is millions, thousands that will support them and follow them. So, yes, I expect them to be I expect them to fight for little changes in their community and state. I expect that I, I'm kind of torn. Like, I, I know some people aren't going to speak and whatever, but I feel like a lot of these athletes nowadays, they have a brand that they want to protect. So their corporate sponsors are probably telling them, like, mind your business. But just like Cam just said. Those those uh activists and entertainers from the sixties, they stood up. This is before quote unquote people were brands and all that. Like if you have a certain feeling and you're not feeling right, you need to speak up. Carmelo wrote a huge uh whatever, it was a it, it was in the newspaper, they threw it up on Instagram, it was everywhere. And I think more athletes do need to speak up. But when you also speak up, I feel like they hopefully we all can have like a conversation like we're doing today to figure out what solutions are. Like, it, it's easy for them if they're really fed up to be like, yo, guess what? We're not playing open at night in the NBA if these things don't change. Like, they have the voice and the power to do stuff. And but I again, hope they do do it. But again, D, I think the struggle has been massaged a little bit when you have a Lambo in your parking lot. Oh, and of it's comfortable. So it's just human nature. You're going to forget the struggle because you're looking at yourself saying that I made it. I'm good. Yeah, that's, but also too, great. but also too, um, like Chris Rock had made a good point. He was just talking about the one big difference that we kind of forget is that you know back then they were all experiencing extreme racism like on a daily basis. Yeah. And then the next generation, it was like monthly to every other month basis. The mm -hmm. next generation, once every three months. So now mm -hmm. a lot of the athletes now, you know, again they're you know athletes, so they have racism there, but it's not like a. Uh, everything like they can't. It's not like they're, like yo, you guys can't get on the bus. Yo, you're not getting on the plane. Like they're not getting that racism every single day. So then sometimes they do get a little far removed but, from it a little bit. But you, but I will say this though. I think with the with the gun violence going on, I I think we're at that level of it's extreme now. I 100% agree. I, I now I think we hit that, that point where it's now is just do it down now. Either you're gonna really, you know what? If they don't do it. I will be upset because if you really are passionate about this and you care for what's going on out here, maybe somebody's going to have to make that sacrifice and say, you know what, I have enough money until the day I die, I'm fighting for this all the way out. And I think that's the key piece right there. You know, it's a little difficult to speak for other people's for other people's dough, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, like 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 we all mentioned, like we've been discussing all this time, you know, you 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 have a legacy of of activism. When it comes to sports, you know, when, when, when it comes to when it comes to matters regarding the community, people have stepped up in the past and have continued to step up in the past. And as you say, you know, as you got further along, 
a lot of these dudes get a lot further removed from the struggle. But I think that that doesn't matter, you know. At least, and again, it's it's difficult for me to speak without being in their position because I don't have their endorsements. I'm not I'm not a brand. I'm not my. I mean, I am. I I do have my own business, but I'm not on the level that they are. You know, I yeah. can say whatever I want, and it has a minimal impact. But at the same token, like I say, I, you. It, it's it's difficult to say. You know, you should sacrifice. You know, that's a personal that's a personal thing. But at the same time, I kind of feel like, yeah, you should. Like nobody's. There there was a point where you weren't rich. There was a point where mm-hmm. you were driving them. You you were driving around in the hood, and you did so, get pulled over. Or for some, you? for some, not to all. True, true, true. There's some Don't people born to what? The yeah, like like Doc so. Rivers' son. You know what I mean? Like Steph Curry. I don't mean to call them out, but they're even the average former person athletes. Like yeah. skin wizardry. No, but I mean, <laughs> even they the probably average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what also, too, I think, um, you know, like kind of like when Jay Z kind of infamously, uh, infamously said that, you know, his presence is activism or whatever craziness he was talking about. <laughs> um, it, again, it goes back to just like you said, being a little bit more far removed. Where, you know, unfortunately in America, if you are other, um, non-white, you're basically the representation of your whole culture at that time, if you're, especially if you're rich. So, yeah, hey, black person that's like an actor or whatever, you said something this. Are you representing of your whole culture? Like, no, dumbass, but I do rep, but you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I think a lot of times um, a lot of the athletes and a lot of the actors too, they just don't want to be in that position. Like some of them, they just they're chill. Like that's – they don't have that kind of need. But then there's the other ones. The Jesse Williams, the Killer Mike's, you know, um, I think a lot of times, like one of the things, good things I do like about Killer Mike about having his own business and encouraging other people to uh, create their own businesses and support other black businesses, he always goes back to the dollar because, you know, the dollar is actually the thing that will actually affect the most change in a, in a faster way, I think. Anyways, I actually agree with him on that. Yeah, I, I feel like. Let's go back to like the 1968 Olympics when uh who was it Tommy Smith and uh John Carlos, they took a stand, they they did the black fist when they were on top of the podium, like not saying athletes nowadays are gonna do that, but they do have opportunity to do that this year, to make it more of a discussion. And I, I yeah I don't want to mess with anybody's money, but yo, you're black, like it's affecting your people, you know, like it no matter what wherever you go. Your your skin color is not gonna change. Like, yeah. I feel like not not every athlete, but I'm not forcing people who don't focus on this stuff to speak up because you might sound like an idiot or you you might not agree with something. But if it's affecting you and you're sitting back and you're like, oh, I want to say something, but Nike gonna be like, get out of here, then <laughs> yo speak up, man. End of the day, speak up. When 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 is enough enough? So yeah, well yeah. Go ahead. The thing is, is bigger than money because this again affects everybody. Um, but and to, so just, to, just to chime in real quick, it's bigger than money, but that's easy for us to say sitting in our position. No, 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 no. So I mean, we all make money. We all can make sacrifices, whether it get big or small. My level of sacrifice is on par with somebody else's sacrifice. So if I lose my job, that is my livelihood. You know, because of the 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 stance I take. I had my mom call me and tell me the other day, she was like, don't do anything to threaten your job. I was like, it's bigger than my job. They're out here killing us. That's right. So, right. so to sit here and uh, look at the disparity in money, it's all relative to me because I think not only 
actors and people in prominent positions, athletes should not only stand up because they also have a, a, a podium and forum to do so because they're in the, in, the, in, the, in the limelight, but we as a community also have to step up. We can't put the onus just on athletes just because they're in a position to make some noise. We also can make some noise. I know, we agree. I think yeah. that was just the question. The question yeah. is like, what do we think about the athletes? It's not just them. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. athletes, yeah. I, I feel like athletes step up. If, like, we all, well, most of us here, I'm assuming, listen to the Killer Mike interview and some other interviews where if the athletes wanted to take control and stand as a united front, things will happen because when you're bad for business, things will happen. Yeah. Not, like on, on a different, definitely. we can take it back to a different level. So the, Donald Sterling, the owner, was a racist. He was bad for business. And there was threats of the team not playing and people were going to boycott. When you make a threat and enough noise like that, in, in 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 bunches, the populace will listen. Now the the problem is where all the athletes within that sport come together and really hold hold down and stick to their guns. I'm not sure, but there is something to be said that athletes more than just one need to stand up. A shirt wearing a shirt saying Black Lives Matter is not going to change anything. You literally got to threaten them and say, Hey, we're not going to play. Because the, exactly. the, this is not going down. If they do that, you will definitely make some noise. So I, I definitely feel like the onus is not only on us and people outside of that forum, but on the athletes as well. It's they have a, a, a responsibility. If you're black, you have a responsibility outside of your uh, your occupation to make a stand and a statement. To we have to see some type of reform. Now, on top of that, you know, we're talking about that's just for the athletes and say ad actors or whatnot. But now, with the protests that are going on all over the country, you know, um, uh, there was ones in New York, there was in Atlanta, there was in Baton Rouge, um, and so all these protests are happening. People are getting uh, arrested and all that kind of stuff. And you know, me personally, I'm not for protests. Like I, I because I, I actually pay attention to politics and civics and all that. Like I know that the protests. Though uh, it makes people feel good and it gives it uh, more of a um, uh, outwardly appearance of solidarity, I know at the actual nuts and bolts, really what it does is it throw, it's usually throws people at the same economic level in jail, which actually hurts them in, in the long run because it's like you know they have to pay for legal fees, blah 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 blah. But then I also know too the people that you actually need to affect are more just sitting back and like, okay, cool, let them protest for a couple of days, they'll get them out the system, and then we can go back to being whatever. So I'm saying for you guys. If protests, if if you guys do support protests, how can those protests actually make a difference instead of just uh, being fluff, as I might, as I might think? Well, well, let me say one thing. In here in Virginia, they had they had a little march yesterday, and unfortunately, you have fools literally blocking traffic, and not only is dangerous because somebody could be in the ambulance, somebody probably need to go home to their child. Mm -hmm. It was just chaotic, and that is what we don't need. If you want to have a message. Do not turn it into chaos. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for anybody. So, I really think there needs to be some type of structure. Maybe some group leaders. Because just marching and acting crazy at night, it be, it becomes retarded. So that well, I, let's 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 look at revenge in its history, fellas. When you had a problem with a source, what did you protest at the source? So if you had a problem with your government or the police department in this this uh, example, why not go to the police department in your local neighborhood and protest there? 
instead of blocking the freeway. I don't know what blocking the freeway accomplishes. I don't know what. Uh, maybe maybe they're on their way to to the police precinct. I just feel like if you have a problem, you bring the issue to the problem and yeah, to, the to the source. So if I had a problem with the police station or the, the way the system, not the police, but the, the way the system is acting, I would be in front of every police station picketing, saying, you know, Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 you know, everything that we have an issue with. Or go to the, uh, the whatever sources that run this Law enforcement, I don't know the hierarchy, but take it to them, you know, because, yeah, you're getting arrested. And protests, when, when I guess, Dr. King and all them marched, they marched down to, uh, through Selma, through Washington, wherever the problem was at. They just didn't go arbitrarily to some park and block, like, the parking lot or something. They actually had a plan of action. Now, I'm very uh, ignorant to how protests run because I've only been in a few. You know, it's usually at a city hall or something. So we never really had, like, a real serious issue like this. It was for lesser-known issues. But for something like this, I would think you would want to go to the police station, go to your chief of police in your in your county or your city, and demand change or, you know, have a caucus, you know, because I see in other situations where the police and the community try to get together and they have this back and forth uh, of trying to discuss the problems. But... Protest is just a small part of solving this. Um, there was mention amongst some peoples I was talking about, yeah, financially you can try to hurt and try to make change. There's various ways to try to make change outside of just protesting. Uh, protesting does serve a means to an end, but it, to me, I think there has to be a, a, a more grandiose plan and a strategic plan to really make some noise in a collective unit whether it be athletes speaking out, not supporting certain things, keeping your money black-owned, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there has to be a systematic, strategic plan in place that when stuff like this happens, again, we don't forget about it a couple weeks later until it happens again. It has to be checks and balances. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't think the route of just all blacks supporting blacks is going to work only because – not everybody's going to follow suit. And number two, we're too far behind to be saying, F you, we're just going to support us. I don't, no, no, I it's, do, not, it's I, not that. I, it's just it's, it's, it's more along the lines, if you don't agree with something, this goes for everybody, not just black folks. I also have a, a, an issue with uh, other minorities not coming together because, like I said, we I, I believe it's not only a black thing, but I think more than black people should be standing up. I feel like this reflects everybody that's – now, I mean, yeah, it's non-black. It's a non It's a black issue right now, but this affects everybody, and everybody needs to come together. That feels right. If this is unjust, then everybody needs to stick together and band together. Because that's what they did. The Asians, the blacks, the whites, everybody came together. If it was unjust cause, it's just not. It's just not a black thing, and black people can't do it by themselves. Agreed. I want to yeah. agree with that. I think. I think just to piggyback on what you were just saying, Cam. I feel like. I feel like that's that's. That's not a point that, that can be stressed enough. I think that if black people are beefing just by themselves, if we make a lot of noise by ourselves, nothing's going to change. It has to come from all quarters. It Everybody. From, it has to come from black people, white people, Asian people. You know, it, it, there, there, needs to be, there needs to be more than just us taking up the cause. It can't just be ranking five people on the street, like we were talking about in, in, with, the previous, uh, with the previous topic. 
I think mm-hmm. it needs to come from prominent athletes, more actors than just Jesse Williams. Um, you know, well, it, well, it needs, it yeah, needs you're to right because we only make up what 12, 13% of the population. Yeah, and and, our, and that's a well, part of actually quick, gonna, real quick. Oh, I wanted to talk about the protest part. I think the reason why it's hard to compare protests in the '60s to today because those were their livelihoods. Mm-hmm. Civil rights was an everyday. Every not saying black lives and and police brutality is not a topic, but people were marching about civil rights. They were marching about Vietnam. Like they they were there Survival. was no Instagram. Yeah, there was no Instagram for them to get distracted. It was like every single day. This is this was on their mind. Just like we're saying, like we feel like this topic keeps on coming up. So I feel like we always have to talk about it. And sometimes we don't. We 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 want to feel happy. We don't want to stress and, and be upset, but. Those people in the 60s, they had to worry about their rights. And nowadays, I, unfortunately, this is a topic that we have to speak about every single day until it gets fixed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, and, what I was going to say, too, is and this, and this is the part that comes, the reason, one of the reasons why I'm not the biggest fan of protesting is, is it's awesome to protest. That's cool that you get your voice heard, and especially in this era of social media where I can change my profile pictures to all black and solidarity with black people, blah, 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 blah. Um, my thing about it, though, is one of the things that people uh, oftentimes forget is they're protesting against a system that they actually don't even understand or understand how they're getting um, messed up by it. Exactly. And, and this is the part that really annoys me the most because for someone that actually pays attention to politics and civics and how they're screwing us over, it, it, when you're trying to explain to someone like, yo, man, it's cool that you're rioting and protesting, but you actually should be at your local politician's place because this is the person that can affect the most change in your local community right now. Like everyone talks about Trump being uh, elected president, blah, 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 blah. That, I mean, it's, it sucks, but your local representative, your local uh, congressman can literally do more change yep. in your small community and, and, and start from there than like, uh, you know, Obama. Because again, Obama's in, this, in that exact same position where, you know, him taking uh, office, you know, gun, gun sales have soared, like all this stuff. Like, you know, people actually like, it's actually worse now in terms of guns and how the policing is um, that Obama's been in president than it was beforehand. And so he could sign all the executive orders in, 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 in the world, but that doesn't matter when you're local, uh, your local hood when, you know, you're right, the police don't live in the hood anymore. They can't even tell you the names of the people that live there. Like the, those old school things that used to happen 40 yep. years ago. And, and, and you, you know what you know, I think I think those the, what you said about the politicians, you're right. When, like, when you're done with the protests, come back home and protest with your politician. Like just right. just don't go to wherever this march is at and come home and drink a beer. No. Continue to be upset. Reach out to your local politician and then that's how change is gonna happen as well. Go ahead, and, and to charm it and like you said, we if we're really gonna do this and we're all serious, before we can even go to these politicians and lawmakers, we have to go home and do our homework ourselves. Because if we could all memorize movies, music Sports, I could tell you about a sack 10 years ago. I should know about my, my rights and, and, and the laws that, that govern me every day. So we have to literally do our homework before we walk up to Capitol Hill because this is the only way it's going to change. And we're sitting there right there in front of these politicians. We have our lawyers. We have our lawyers. And we and, and it has to be a war inside the system. We have to go into this system and win it. That's the only way this is going to change because – it, it's so embedded already. It's gonna take an ultimate, ultimate fight. Especially, I don't want to change subject with the gun laws. It has to end. It should guns should be illegal. If you want to hunt, go to a hunting place that 
just go to like it's an arcade, hunt and go home. There should be there should be no much. This is I'm I don't want to hear about is my right and this. Well, damn it, people are dying off this right. And see, that's, week, the, that's the wild, wild west mentality of of uh, Western culture. Chair, we got to do it. it especially, well, especially American culture. The reason why I say that is because you know, unfortunately, in America. It's a pri- it's a right to go and own a gun, but it's a privilege to drive. And it was it was also right to hang motherfuckers four hundred years ago, and they changed that, right? Yeah, just definitely, so definitely true. So, definitely they can, so, they, so if they can change that on the shelf of people getting massacred, this is exactly what's happening with these guns right now. And so, damn laws, man. And so, to that effect, now this is the part that, like, in a not even on a race part, but just on a gun level uh, part, like you know, we do have you know, we basically um, do kill more of us than any, you know, the, the, Americans kill each other more with guns than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an epidemic, it's a disease. Well, you know, I, I think the way how the police, like, I, I get it, like, I know why people want their guns, they want to feel safe, but at the same time, some of these guns shouldn't be on the street. There's no way you should be walking around with an AR-15, walking in clubs, taking people out. They Like, unless you... Being an extra in a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, why are you owning a damn gun that belongs in Predator? <laughs> what? What, trips, what trips me out is the the defense of of the well, you know an AR-15 is really a semi-automatic. Like no, dude, yeah. you, you are not you are not Rambo. You exactly. Are not, you are not the Terminator. You are exactly. not you know you are not some some superhero who's gonna come over the hill with his gun slung over his shoulder to save the, the fucking day. You're you're you. You are cutting people in half. Yeah. What are you killing? <laughs> so, so, so if you know my my take on guns, you have a gun, death. But <laughs> I'm serious. Like, guns should be banned, illegal. Only people that should carry guns: the military and I guess law enforcement. Because if you put yourself as uh, individual in a situation where you have to deal with the police and they feel threatened because usually that's the case when yeah. another black person gets murdered. If there's no guns, you have the power. But yeah. even with cops, though, I mean, I feel like I feel like part of the problem is we're making exceptions. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 London, I totally in, think in you England, should ban guns. They do it in England. In England, yeah, cops don't have guns. Yeah, they got batons. They police quite effectively, from what I know. But yeah. but now but now with all the guns out here in the streets, you can't just say yo, everybody give me your guns. Here's some sticks. It's crime no, rate going to go up about a thousand percent tonight. If but, that was but, the case. but you might not die as quickly. You know, uh, you have a chance. I mean, look, like I said, ban all guns. Yeah, baby. start it now. Start it now. It's, but it's it such a, a big, gun. It's such a big business. Like I agree with you, but. You know, fucking America's not gonna do that, man. But, but that's why the fight comes in, D. That's why we're talking about this has to stop because we can't be afraid of the quote unquote big right. business. Well, if we get rid of guns, we just gonna have to. We gonna be reliving Ronnie King again. I mean, it goes back to a bigger topic. Yeah, guns are killing people as well, but it's also about police brutality, which is what we're talking about. So okay, so then, that, and that's the case. I think to the last question, Cam asked about how do we get unity within cops and society. Maybe they should have. Whereas a meet and greet with the cops, know who the hell's been checking you. And so, and so, because know who I am opposed to judging me when you see me outside bobbing my head or chilling, you thinking I'm out here doing something illegal. Know me first. Yeah, I agree. That's a problem with cops because when it comes to electing politicians, they're quick to walk in your neighborhood. You got to know who they are. But when it's cops, it's like, nah, you don't need to know that neighborhood. Yeah, shut up and get against the neighborhood. Yeah, so now it's the outsider coming in. 
I feel cops, like you're saying, like, for example, Thanksgiving, cops, people volunteer, they're handing out turkeys, they're doing stuff. Like, why don't, I don't know if they do it as much, but it should be something where weekly, they're in the communities, they're helping out less fortunate people. Don't you yeah. think people respect cops when they see them like, yo, that cop gave my son a sweater. We couldn't afford anything. Or that cop brought a jacket to, to, to this drive. Like, they need to increase, they, they need to make their image more friendlier, unfortunately. But I, they have to change the culture in dealing with uh, the unknown. So cops are trained to deal in situations and make an assessment. There needs to be something part of the training regimen where it teaches them to deal and de-escalate situations instead of escalating. Because it seems like cops are antagonizing violent behavior. And, and our, on our part, you know, uh, we have a, a antagonistic view throughout history against law enforcement, but we also have to respect the badge. Because sometimes when I was young, I was belligerent for no reason because I was raised on police brutality, but I have to understand where the cop is coming from and the cop has to understand where I'm coming from. And there has to be empathy on both parties. Now, like I said, on my part, I don't want to give the, the cop a reason to to uh, result in aggression. And the cop needs to understand aggression is not always the answer. There needs to be understanding. And, and like I, I jokingly said, if cops learn a, like jujitsu, you can disarm. You have the gun. If I don't have the gun and you can disarm a person yeah. Dude, like physical altercation, you won't die. You know, the only time I've seen somebody choked was uh, the guy selling cigarettes, and that's not a jujitsu move. But I was like, if you teach in Hawaii, they teach their cops jujitsu, and they, they properly can dis disescalate a situation. Retrain these guys to deal with people in a physical way. You know, what? you can armbar somebody, and they won't die. Yeah, that's also. True. And, and oh, so go ahead, Josh. Also, you know, my uncle who lives in Dover, Ohio. He, he pointed out something that he, he used to live, he's OG, he used to live in New York and he was like, nah, I'm going to end up doing something to somebody that's going to land me behind bars if I stay in New York. This was in the 70s. And so he, he took off, moved to Ohio, and he came back a few years ago and was like, yo, there's two white officers on the corner. And then there's another two white officers down the block. Uh, that was new to him. And he was like, yo, this is bananas. He was like, why? He was like, this could never happen around my way. This would never happen in my hood. There's at least one black cop per pair, if it's not two black cops. This this is in Ohio that you're talking about, this or back in, in New York? Okay. This is in Ohio, and he's like, "Yo, this would never happen." The one time that he said he saw it, he made a call to his local precinct. Was like, "Yo, what is this? What do you think's going on?" Like he was belligerent. <laughs> and I think, and I bring that up to say, I think that speaks to. You know, if you and that's not to say there aren't rogue black cops that are out here doing doing dirty the same way, but I think if you have someone who's of your culture, who speaks to your experience, who knows what it's like to be a black person in this world, walking around wondering whether or not the next altercation or the next uh, the next time that you buck up against a cop might be the last thing you ever do or see. You know, I think there's something to that. I think there's something to someone who can speak to both sides of the coin, you know, obviously enforcing the law, but at the same time, being able to speak to your experience as a person who's, who's been oppressed by, by law enforcement. Frankly. Okay, and, and, I will, and I will say on the offense of cops, if we're going to teach about what they need to do, we also need to talk about what we need to do as well. So pretty much, I mean, it can't be, you know, F the pigs, I don't F with cops because if you want fairness, it has to be on both sides of the fence. Because again, 
You can't have a cop just say, okay, I can't do this, I can't do that, but yet you can call me pig. My life is on the line. I got a family too. So I think if we want this to work, everybody has to come together and make this work together. Not saying that we have a reason to get shot and all that, but I'm talking about as far as that not being judged and that peace factor, I think we all have to come together and say, you know what, I'm going to let these guys do their job. And you know what, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And just you know what it is, but... You know, that's what I think That's that has to take effect as well. And I also, too, I you have to... Point. Oh, okay. Sorry. I agree, I agree with that to a point. Because I feel like, you know, if you work a customer service job, your job is to serve, is literally to serve customers. So if you come in and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm the sales clerk, and yeah. you come in and you feel like you want to be able to just talk to me any kind of way, I'm not suggesting that you just sit there and take it, but that is kind of what the job is. You're dealing with <laughs> That's the public. A great analogy, Josh. Okay, but, 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 but we do. We have to respect the badge, though, too. Let him finish. Let him finish. Yeah, right. you have to respect the badge, but at the same time, my job is to deal with you as you are. My job is to de-escalate if I can, and if I can't, just go through the process of whatever it is I'm there to do to serve you, whatever way it is that I'm that I'm supposed to do that. In the case of officers, listen. If I call you a pig, if I call, you know, if I talk about your mama, if I say, you know, you ain't wash your clothes and you stink, whatever it is, whatever it is, to a degree, you're there to take that and, and meet out whatever, whatever, whatever the law dictates in a given scenario when we're interacting. And that's you, you know what the problem with that is? With, with cops, I, I read somewhere, I think it was in the Washington Post, they get trained to use a gun. They spend up to 60 hours long learning how to handle a gun, for dealing with, just like you're saying, to de-escalate de those, like a situation like you're talking about, or to handle someone that's mentally ill, they only get eight hours apiece on training for that. And so that's shows, the problem. It, it, it goes back down to that training. And also, too, the thing where everyone's, the other part we're talking about, going back to economics, is people assume the police are there to protect and serve, but they're there to protect and serve more of the wealth. Like someone's, you know, you're on someone's property, you are doing something that's not yours or that type of thing. So a lot of times you have people that are literally the same economic uh, level of you, this being the cops, and they're already, they're sitting there protecting, you know, the, the business or the, the building or whatever physical thing that's, like, that has, that's rich. Because people also don't understand about all these killings too is um, true, you know, black people, we are getting killed, but, but at the same time, everyone else that's getting killed is all in the same economic level or a, a good chunk of them. You're not hearing yeah. freaking the upper middle class white dude get killed in his uh, yacht on, on, a, you know, on a random day on, on the boat, you know? Yep. It's, so what the thing is, what people don't understand yeah, but he, is, he's not getting pulled over because he has blonde no, hair. Exactly, exactly. But the other thing we're also going to remember too is, you know, the the police are trained to, you know, and this is kind of like what MBT was talking about about de-escalate and not kill. And like you said, you know, they're trained more about their gun than they are about their whatever. So. It, it goes in the general point where it's like you have a lot of people that, again, same economic level. So when they see, and this, and this is blue, just not, this is black, white, Asian, Mexican, da 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 da. When they see a brown person, they, in their head, they're like, well, brown person usually means dangerous. White person usually means not. <laughs> and, and that's kind of the thinking that the level of, of, of across the board of the whole United States. So it's almost like a retooling of literally the whole nation of police officers for, it, for that to happen. And um, and to not. But that's to, that, Cam. That's not even cops. You're just you're saying everyone in general, though, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And this is the part I was trying to get to because the other thing that happens as well is we also we also um, hero uh, worship 
police officers, military, and fire department. So if you're a police officer, you're automatically a hero. And and people, people that are in law enforcement, people that are in military, they will tell you that's not the case. There is a section of people that are 100% heroes. There's a section of people that are 100% assholes. Then there's a, a big section that are influenced by whoever the hell's around them. So if you're in a bunch of places where there's a bunch of assholes, you're more than likely going to either A, be an asshole, or uh, look the blind eye while they're doing some shady stuff. Or if you're around really good people, you're going to be really good as well. So there's like it has to be a, literally a fundamental shift in the whole country in terms of the heroism of it. Because again, every time a cop kills somebody, black, white, Asian, whatever, what's the first thing that happens? Administrative paid leave. Period. Automatic. It's, from it's the idealism jump. of how law enforcement does their policing. Mm -hmm. That's the change that's that needs to happen, and that's the destructional influence that's been set in place and conditioned since I don't know when. But that needs to change. The whole idea of how they approach different ethnicities, races, creeds, colors, whatever, needs to change. And there needs to be an open forum and an open discussion, not, not only amongst the cops, but amongst, like I said, the cops and the community to have some type of understanding, empathy. You know? But it, it goes deeper. That's, 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 that's race relations right there. Yeah, it's but that's the cops when you're talking about it. You know yeah, what I mean? but yeah, it, but it starts there though. That's the start. That's scratching the surface, and and people have to have a fundamental understanding of where to where to start and dig deeper. Because this is like it's 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 weird to me that we could have such blatant. We've seen it on cameras where if you're white and you do something, you get treated. If you're black and you do something, it's obvious. But why do we? Why do? Why is that happening? Like, it's not as simple as just like, oh, they just hate us and it's racist. There has to be some fundamental roof that we need to get to as a, as a community and as a people. And I think also the automatic benefit of the doubt, because you're never going to root out, you're never going to root out bad people. Pe the, pe cops are people at the end of the day. So you're bad mm -hmm. cops, you have good cops. And no matter, you know, let's say 25 years down the line, we've eradicated all the problems that we had, that, we're, that we've seen in the last week. There's still going to be bad cops. And I think to the extent that that's the case, this automatic benefit of the doubt that officers receive when something happens needs to go away. If you are seen as violating a crime, you're innocent until proven guilty, yes, but you have, your ass is taken off the street, hand in your badge, hand in your gun. No, you're not getting paid. Yes, you sit in a jail cell unless you get arraigned. You, the whole bit, you run through, you run through mm -hmm. the system. You run through the system the exact same way, and I think the the, the lack of impunity, where you know, where, where these cats are running around being able to do the things that they're doing. Oh well, you know, I'm I'm gonna be on administrative leave, it's paid, or I'm gonna be on desk duty, and that's paid. And mm -hmm. you know, you, you there's an there's an out. There's no fear of reprisal. There's no fear of yo. If I shoot this dude, I might go to jail. So then yeah, that, there, I agree. There has to be a heavy amount of accountability on the end of a police officer because they ultimately are, like I said, they're supposed to be trained to deal with a majority of situations within the community. They're there to protect and serve. And throughout history, especially my history, when a cop is accused of murdering somebody, more than likely we're not surprised that they get off. Well, and you know what the issue with that is? It, yeah. It's... They're not being tried by like independent prosecutors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're dealing yeah. with the district attorney. Ding, every Tuesday. Ding. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Policing needs change. to be policed. They need, it yeah. has to be changed. No, you're right. And that's actually one of the biggest uh, issues that they were talking about as well because, again, you have a system, and it's much like the military. When there's uh, uh, stuff that happens within the military, the military is the ones policing it. And because of that, a lot of those crimes go unpunished. So you're sitting there, and you know they were talking about this as well about uh, quote unquote activist cops, where you know the code, the breaking that code of silence. We're like, yo, this dude was doing some shady ish. You bring it to your superior, and then now you're ostracized for just for ratting out your yep. coworker that was a horrible person. Right, so, even if you were right. Yeah. Even if you were right, and so that also plays into it too. So there's so many multi layers to all of this. So because, why do you, why do why why do police officers get punished for ratting out the bad police officers? Because they're trying it's to make fraternity. money. It's, it's a fraternity. You're a brother. But no, but you're protecting evil. This if one true. of us was doing something bad... On a, on a smaller scale, it's almost like if you know your man was cheating on his girl, you're going to tell him? You're going to tell but his girl? it's different. No one dies. No, it's not, it's no, not different. It's, it's not, not different. It's, it's loyalty. It's not different. Yeah. It's like, the same. Yeah. And, and also, we could, if we could put Spice saying Cameron right now saying, I don't snitch, like it's it's in the mentality in the hood. They're like, they're not snitching on yeah. each other. If yeah. if I if I'm black or white <laughs> yeah. or whatever and I see my own race getting murdered, I'm speaking up on it, man. Like this is bigger than a, a, a an ideology that what? we've come up with. There's nothing written saying that's, I can't tell somebody that yo, you're wrong. That's, that's true, very easy to say from this in the But what part. about your livelihood like you like you stated earlier? But you, also what everyone's forgetting too is um, you know, the once you become a police officer, or you're in the military, or you're in all those type of things, you, race is still there. It doesn't go away. Right. But then now, you now it's replaced with the blue. So you know, just like just like the the Ferguson situation with Freddie Gray is a good example. The six people that were all indicted, half of them were black, and each one there was like there had this whole conversation about, oh well, I didn't know that this person didn't have a he didn't have a, a seatbelt on, or I didn't know da 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 da. So like. Again, it, race is part of it because you know black people are getting killed in the streets just along with everybody else. But then again, it goes back to the blue, and so that we so there that's the other layer that has to change as well. So you have to have one layer where we know not just the police are quote unquote policing themselves. The other layer where people that you know you see freaking bad, you know you see something, you say something, and then you have the other layer again where you have you know the general public that has a animosity to the police officers. And so, like, there's, like I said, this is just, it's deeper than just, like, hey, don't kill us. There's literally, like, five to, or five to ten layers of this crap. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, if I'm a cop and he's killing my people, man, I'm going to stand up and say something. No, no. We, we were talking about if something happens in your neighborhood and someone does it and you see it, you're not going to speak out. That's, that's, we're not saying. Well, okay, so yeah. see, that's different. That's different. No, no, that's look, what I was talking about with the camera on no snitching. And yeah, that's how see, cops view it. Cameron from a he he represents another ideal. If you're a grown man and you not quote unquote we call it with the shit, you know what I'm saying? Like you see something bad go down, like you're more than likely gonna call the authorities because you don't right, want to be. <laughs> yeah, but again, I mean it's, it's supposed to be like Yo, that. I could tell That's, you guys a story, but I would be dry snitching right now. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> and you probably know what I'm talking about. When you don't we, do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't. We and we knew, and, and and karma came back around and got the other person. But hey, but I also think, man, as the older you get, man, you get fed up with it because we young. That's and we, true. We, That's we true. hold this idea of not snitching, but watch when y'all get older. Y'all gonna be like, man, damn this. What they gonna do to me? 
Yeah. You know I, mean? I, know, I live I live a good life, man, but I don't want to see this around my neighborhood. But also, too, but... one of the good articles that I was like, uh, one of the articles that I read, you know, in all wake of all this was a, a former police officer, a black dude, and he gave a story where, like, you know, he's with his, uh, it was a female white cop, and she had an altercation with literally a black, uh, a black 18-year-old kid on crutches. And this dude, like, she basically, like, said that this dude assaulted him, clearly didn't. And another officer was like, what happened? Officer was like, he, he assaulted me. This dude's on crutches. The other officer comes up, punched dude in the face. He's on the ground. He's like, get up. He's like, dude, I have a freaking broken leg already in the cast. I can't get up. And mm. then proceeded to beat his ass. And so the other thing that um, I actually was reading up even more was on top of just the police killings and stuff like that, but um, uh, police officers are more um, inclined to rough up black Americans over everyone else. That's the handcuffs, that's the slamming on the ground, that's the punching in the ribs, that's the you know forcibly uh, taking them down, that's the more more officers um, to quote, quote, subdue a subject. And so not just the, uh, the again, goes back to the killing part, but it's also just how police officers automatically treat uh, black people like, like kind of like they're superhumans, because of Mike Brown and those kind of situations. You'd be but, like, they'd be like, man, my life is threatened. I'm yep. like, 100%. I don't have a gun. Like, yo, like, you have the gun. Yo, because the black, because the way they're looking at this black person is that they are a threat, no matter. Like they said, Tamir Rice, dude is, he's a twelve-year-old kid with a fake gun and literally got rolled up on by three cops, like yeah. a kid. And that's or the other Gary state too. Yep. The other one that even baffles my mind on top of all of this was the cosplay cosplay kid that was at Walmart. This fool got he put a sword on layaway, picked up his sword at Walmart, put it on his back, walked walking went to go pay for it. Someone called the police on him, said there's a black man with a weapon in Walmart. Police came and took this dude out. Yeah, he, had a, he had a he had a freaking katana. Bell was ice on the cake for me. Fifty one shots and you everybody walk. That Come on, that's ridiculous, man. Diablo was it for me. I could throw fifty one and eighty past somebody and pop, and I get life. Yeah. I mean, we all we all can we all have a story of where, you know, we see cops abuse the power, but it's just we're tired of stories, Ken. Yeah, we're tired of stories. Well, I mean, that 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 comes that that comes, you know, you know, after so much pain and suffering. People are gonna fight back, but the way we're fighting also is not the answer. There has to be another way around it. And, and, that's, but, and that's the part that I, I kept like you know kind of stressing is like you know someone asked me um, you know do you feel safe going home tonight? And I actually said yes. I'm like I live in New York City. The chances of me getting roughed up by the police has always been higher than anywhere else in the United States. But I didn't feel any more than than yesterday or today. And the reason why I, I say it, the way the reason why I say this personally, because when I was at work, you know, I'm making a video. Uh, we're talking about you know people that died and all that kind of stuff. I'm working on it. Right when uh, the dude Alton Sterling had passed away, I go to bed. Twelve hours later, I wake up and uh, what Philandro Castillo gets gets killed. So I have to change said video and add another new person in. And again, this is not even skipping a beat. So it, it's so it's almost to the point where it's uh, not even a comfortable thing, but it's almost like a, oh, it's already there. So I didn't feel no type of way in terms of like, oh man, I better walk watch my back as I'm walking down the street. I actually did it. I was like, I'm living in this all the time. So there, to me, it didn't really feel anything even extra, besides the extra right. uh, attention to it, the social media, the regular media, this and all that stuff. And then 
On top of all that, go to bed again, and during the middle of the night, you got the whole Dallas shooting stuff going to happen. Yeah. Well, I personally, my girl and I, she was literally crying the whole night after that incident happened. I stood there on the couch, and she said, yo, aunt, yo, what are we going to do with our kids out here the way society is going? And the only thing I told her was like, yo, I'll be damned if this happens to my son. How can I prevent that? And I don't know if I can. And I, yeah, yo, you I can. took it so serious, and it was for me, it was like scary but real. It's like, yo, what can I do to to help? Where I can promise myself, I take my kid to a daycare on Nathaniel. He's gonna be 13 this year. Day he goes outside, like, and my promise, he's coming home is real. And well, well, not to cut you off, but the thing is, okay, you can't do anything on the cops end, but as a right. father. Right, you can educate your kid and of how course. to deal with but, the situation. But, but think about it: the, the 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 cat Castile who died, he did everything that we're supposed to do. Quote, quote, unquote, right? No, yeah, I know. But, I'm saying, I'm saying, we don't know the story until it comes out. But the story that we've been told, he did everything right mm-hmm. and still got killed. You yeah. know, the, the the issue I have with that is like, okay, he he did everything right, allegedly, right? And mm-hmm. he, if the guy says, "I'm licensed." To carry a weapon, the dude's like, "Don't reach! I'm not reaching." You know what I'm saying? No, of course. Uh, I mean, I think in the video, his girlfriend or his fiance was saying, "You asked him to take past his wallet, and he was reaching for his wallet, and you shot him." Yeah, so yeah. the cop was like, "Let me see your driver's license, your ID." So I guess he was reaching for that, and that's what happened. Happened. Because if a, cop, if a cop says license and registration, and I say, "Oh, by the way, I'm licensed to carry a gun," and he says, "Okay." And I'm saying my next question is like, what do you want me to do next? Yeah, I mean, you or you or I mean, you as a cop or you as yeah. Castillo? You as and me as Castillo. Yeah, and well, as a cop, his, he has to be thing. clear in his instructions. Here's the thing: I'm assuming that he didn't just get his open carry license the day before that happened. That means <laughs> yeah. stopped some ridiculous number of times, like 50, 60 times over the course of a few years. So yeah. this is not his first rodeo. This ain't day camp for him. So yeah. my guess is he is well versed. And how to address an officer and yep. how to deal with an officer when he gets pulled over. He didn't die before this. Yeah. We also heard the audio why he was pulled over. It wasn't for a busted tail yeah, light. That's a yeah. whole other ball. Of yeah. 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 But also, too, just to, to, to put more of a finer point, is, you know, uh, when Alton, to, uh, Alton Sterling died, that's even a crazier story. Now, he was literally number 595th person to get killed by the police in 2016. By the time uh, the, the Dallas shooting, there was 610 people had died now. So That's by the time, and, and, this is, and this is within 72 hours. So between Alton Sterling and Philandro Castillo, four other people died, not black. So that's the other thing too that you know I know everyone always like you know we have this big like all all lives matter versus black lives matter. Yeah, we don't but, know how they died. These could have been bank robbers that got and, shot. And, and then that's know. the and and and, and you know, again I thought the same thing. So what I started to do is I started researching. I started looking at it. One yeah. was a, a suspect that shot somebody. Another one was breaking an entry. Another one was someone that had a Facebook argument with a police officer oh, and the really off off duty police officer shot homie black dude. And so, like, like I said, these stories are insane. insane. And again, and it, again, back to what Aunt was saying about guns. It's like you're right, dude. We don't know how to act. We might have to take these shits away. <laughs> like straight up. Like, what are we gonna do? Every other civilized country in the world, they had a quote unquote mass shooting, anywhere from five to ten people. Yo, all the guns done. They haven't had mass shooting since. Like I said, Cam. 
I said it should be a law passed. You own a gun, you get the death penalty. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. That's it. And, and where are they getting all these guns from? That's the root of it. You you can't tell me somebody walk into the source here. Let me get 55 AKs. Let me get they 18 are, shotguns. They are. Yeah, they are. They are. So, there so, needs to be a law that says turn in your gun or turn your life over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you step out my second amendment rights there, brother. And change the amendment. Change the amendment. That amendment. I mean, it, it, it's tough to Yo. say that when now that cops are becoming I, more of a, a military. But the, but you know, it, people it, are going to want to protect themselves. Right. I I might, I might, the reason why I'm going to say that, um, the reason why I don't think the Second Amendment will change, back to what we were talking about before, is about money. NRA is huge. Yo. And these dudes spend so much money on lobbying. And this is the part, again, when this want to talk about knowing the system and understanding why this is. There's a reason that the NRA is super huge. There's a reason why they have the money and they pump it in. And it's the funniest part is their own members don't even agree with half the stuff they're doing. And the dude, Philandro Castillo, was a member of the NRA. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my second about. question. How come they didn't speak up on his behalf? Mm-hmm. Well, well, let me ask this question. Was it when they signed that amendment... Was there slavery at that time? Second Amendment? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? Let me let me Google it before I uh, automatically agree. <laughs> no, but no, I actually I know I see what you're saying, Aunt, But at the same time, again, we as we're talking about changing the whole, slavery when they wrote the Constitution. But go ahead. Yeah. But, well, as as we're talking about changing the whole mentality of a, a nation and how we how we police each other and how we police the uh, police as well as how we view the police, we'd have to once again. Look at the Second Amendment, and again, which is almost as American as apple pies. We like to talk about it because you know we're Americans, we're cowboys, and blah 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 blah. It's a it's a it's a fundamental shift of the whole nation and then the Second Amendment because yeah. again, it, it, we have literally two guns for every citizen in America, but those guns are in only twenty percent of the populace. That shit is insane. That should scare you more. Honestly, the Second Amendment was around. Uh, when slavery was and I, and I honestly believe 90% of people who wrote that probably had a slave in their house mopping their floors. Yeah, of it's the same so, with the Constitution. So, so, for me, exactly. so for me saying that, I could give a F about these laws, man. Because these laws was never meant for us to begin with. They made it maybe made them a little more compromising for us, but half these laws ain't for us. It's just the struggle's real. So I don't, I don't care about these laws. If it has to be broken, if we have to sit there and... and, and and keep going to court for the next 4,000 years. Yo, we have to do it, man. Because I'm tired of living behind these laws was never meant for us to begin with. They hated us a couple of hundred years ago. How of a sudden the laws is for us now? How come nobody, has anybody ever protested about reforming the Second Amendment? Yeah. Unfortunately, you don't have as much money as they do. <laughs> but I, again, Ooh. this goes back to what I said about actually understanding the, the politics, the laws, and the civics. And there's a re- and people don't really understand what lobbyists do. People don't really understand what these politicians uh, are getting. So when you say, when you know, like I said, say for instance, Obama was like, you know what, I'm going to sign a freaking uh, executive order to repeal the Second Amendment. And they're like, well, you can't do that because in the Constitution to repeal the Second Amendment, you got to go through Congress, you got to go blah, 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 blah. Like, this is the reason that people that are in power um, are taking advantage of an uninformed populace. Well, how, so many people needs, how many people need to die before we need to really revisit? Yo, so man, them dying but, does not hurt other people's bottom but, line. There you but, go. I was just about but, to say it has zero, sadly, as, yep. as, so, as, so as we're trying to say, sounds, it so, doesn't impact anything. So the moral of the story is the almighty dollar wins again? Yep, 100%. At the end of the day. 
until you start. What it all comes down to. And, 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 and ultimately, we only have a discussion when the opposite end gets killed and gets the same mm-hmm. type of uh, repercussions that the oppressor has been going through. Because, you know, no, really, not a lot of people spoke out until there was an immediate threat of retaliation. Mm-hmm. Sad. Um, it is true. There's a couple people that I follow on Twitter, and when the retaliation happened is when they spoke out. I'm like, I just started looking like, really? Did you talk about what happened earlier in the week? And I, I scrolled through. I'm like, okay. Yep. I see where people where they're, and, they're where their thoughts lie. And that goes back to the heroism of police officers. And the art that article about that former police officer talking about that, he said the same thing. He was like, in America, we automatically put every person that volunteers to be a police officer that puts their life, that's their job, put their life on the line and to uh, protect and serve as a hero. And he was like that, and not everyone um, deserves that actual title. And it was interesting because my friend, who's a, um, he was former military, two tours in Iraq, one in Afghanistan, he said the same thing. He was like, I was with a bunch of numbnuts half the time. He's like, there was a, some generally, genuine like heroes, there's genuine people that had my back, and then there's a bunch of people that are just not even good people, period. Yet them being in the military automatically quote-unquote qualified them as a hero in, an, in America heroism. So, again, we have so many different fundamental changes in thinking across the board on top of the politics that it takes, on top of the money that it takes. And then, so that's three levels right there. All, and, all, and then again, after all this is had and done, like as we said earlier, it's more about money. So everyone that has money in the elites, they're kind of like, oh, man, look at this. Minority, so gonna, minorities and the poor people are, are protesting again. That's cute. So we're going to lose this war because half these guys have passed. They're wealthy. They're not, they own corporate. They're bigger than this a nine to five. These guys hire us. So we're not going to win the money route, unfortunately. So we have, it's going to have to be uh, the way we go through this. We can't. It's already, it's already embedded into this country. They own everything. Um, I, just a little I bit. Mean, no, no, I mean there can be a change if there can be a change. And no, I think D, we ask them for loans for money to run our business. You're right. We don't, You're we right. don't have banks, so it yes, all comes down do. to yeah, there are there are, but there's not a lot. I, yes. we, it ain't no, enough to win this. Yeah, and that that kind of goes back to what we're talking about. It's not a competition. About, yeah, when people talk about the dollar and talk about you know supporting black-owned businesses and stuff, and it always was it always interests me when someone gets on that rah rah, which is like that's dope. But you say that when you have Nike on your feet, you know, say Gap jeans on, uh, Fruit of the Loom, you know, yep. Hanes t-shirt, you know, a star, <laughs> like what I'm saying, like literally, on that? <laughs> you, like literally everything on your body is not a black owned business. And then you're driving in a not black owned car. Like, so, if yeah. you, you know, there's all these things that there's, it's, it's a level. You got to start with somewhere like Killer Mike was saying, talking about how he wanted to, you know, uh, put the emphasis on the, on the, the banks and that kind of stuff. And I, I've heard other people talk about how churches that usually do have an influx of a lot of money because they, you know, they're in poor neighborhoods and people, especially when there's bad things happen, was the first thing they do, let me throw money in the church because then you know, God will, will pay me or whatever. But so those types of banks, you know, and since they are tax-free, I mean, I'm sorry, bank, banks, churches, because they are tax-free, could actually become their own banks and help their own community. And that's another way. So there are different levels. And again, we got to go back to those solutions. But it, it's a mix. It's a mix of everything. It's a mix of being more informed and understanding how and why you're getting oppressed because these laws literally are written because these people people don't understand them and aren't mm-hmm. and they will like just like you said they can tell you who got dunked on 10 years ago in the NBA finals but they couldn't tell you who their congressman was or what law just got passed yesterday because you weren't paying attention so those are those things that that the uninformed populace is part of the reason and you know social media uh, informs it love uh, love and hip hop 
freaking the Kim Kardashians. Like, all this shit is, is there specifically so you don't pay attention to real things. And then when it hits home with, you know, all these killings, then all of a sudden we're kind of like, oh, wait a minute, stop, stop, pay attention. Everyone stop. What, what's going on? What's going on? Yep. 100%. And I guess that answers your question about athletes. Some some athletes think the same way. Remember, half these kids, they're young, 21, 22. They, they're trying to go to the Bahamas, man. They got it rich. <laughs> Why should I give up what I what I bust my, my tail for, you know, for for the strength for people who might not even give a damn and like you said, don't know what bill got passed just. Well, uh, when it when it hits home and they're like, yo, why are you driving to Ashton Martin? Yo, pull over. Mm. And they kick him in their face. That that's when it hits home, unfortunately. Yeah. Or the cat that got um the cat that got his leg broken, um in the NYPD played for Atlanta, got quote unquote mistaken for a suspect. And got a little seven lotion. Yeah, yeah, that shit was crazy. And I remember when the the Daily Show did a whole little bit on it. And he was just like, yo, man, you, you did it. You, 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 beat, you fought the system and you won. How would you do it? He was like, oh, wait, so you're rich? You had a rich, a good lawyer. You had a white friend to back you up. And, huh, all right, so all you got to do is be rich, have a good lawyer, and have a white friend to back you up. All right. Huh. <laughs> you know what it is, too? Maybe, maybe everybody needs to just go back to church, man. Maybe that's what's missing, man. We don't hear enough of that. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to get... Something gotta work, man. It, yo, some, something. I'm just giving that suggestion. No, no, well, no. If we, no. A, if we have a multi, if we have a multi-layered problem, then we need multi-layered solutions. You know, you exactly. you have to attack it. You have to attack the problem at each, te- you know, as each tentacle pops up. If there's a financial component, we control the money. We're consumers. We control mm-hmm. where our dollars go. At the end exactly. of the day, we act like we don't, but we do. Yeah. You know. We, you know, the the voting booth is not the only spot. As a matter of fact, that's probably mm-hmm. one of the last places because everybody's bought at the end of the day, even Obama. Okay, so <laughs> if I want if I want pro that, tell me how I should do because honestly, I don't. If, you, if I was to do that today, I want to know what I what what to do because I, one, I don't see a lot of black owned businesses to begin with. Well, it's not it's not it's not just a black owned business. It deals with finances. It deals with education and being aware. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's a multitude of things. You know, you, everybody wants to understand, like, we have a problem and how are we going to solve it, but everybody has to do their part within your capacity. Of course. Yeah. Think, you know? think, uh, at, think globally, but act locally. And the other thing, too, is, you know, uh, it's a, kind of the same thing with, with our priorities. You know, like, we're, the, we're at a running joke where it was like, decline of black wealth is because of hair and Jordans. And that was only just to be saying that, like, the priorities of a lot of people definitely aren't in building wealth and building that kind of stuff because a lot of people don't even know how to do that. And so, you know, they'll, you know, they'll sit there and uh, the the bank card will get declined, but then, you know, those new Jordans just came out. I'm about to buy them real quick. And so, and that weave is mega tight. And that weave is mega tight. And so, you, yeah. you know, they dropping three k, they dropping three racks on a weave, and then you know, five bills on on the new Yeezys. But they can barely, you know, keep the lights on, or do all that stuff, or send their kids to school, or those type of things. And so and that's you know, for everybody. You know it's hard because now we're, people are letting uh, TV and just like Cam was saying earlier, they're letting these other role models influence and raise their children. Like the other day, uh, Snoop and Game, they were out here going to, I guess, the police were graduating from the academy, and mad people were like, "Yo, who cares? You guys promote gun violence in your song, and now you want to do something." And I, I kind of get that too, because it's like. I get they want to do something to help out, but yo, how many songs you got where you tell me throw on my red flag and go shoot somebody? Definitely. You know what I mean? Like there has to be you you either one way or you not. Like right. if you want to rhyme that way, then tell me some story. Tell me a storytelling. Tell me, hey, you about to go watch a movie. This is not real. Even though it is 
quote unquote some of it is at least let people know that yo this is storytelling I'm just reporting what's going on yeah but it, you can't it, un- you can't you can't dial that backwards man like you can't you know, people are not going to get supported are, people are you know you then you end up being marginalized like a Talib Kweli as great as he is as great as great as a rapper he is he's marginalized he's never going to be and I've settled on this as dope as he is he's never going to be on the level of a Jay a Snoop a Dre mm-hmm. or any of those cats because He's talking about upliftment of the race. He's talking about, you know, being conscious. He's talking about, you know, he, he he's he's on some. I don't vote because it's the because the lesser of two evils is still not a choice. Well, but let me ask you a question. Hypothetically, what if everybody just wanted to flip and be conscious? Is you think somebody's not they're not, not gonna buy albums anymore and be like, you know, we're gonna cut? You? you think if Jay and all these power hitters was like, you know what, I want to be conscious? Yep. Or, uh, and, and, my personal. It's all, it's, but it's just like saying athletes should all make a, a stand. How about hip hop artists make a stand in every aspect, well, trying to promote positivity? Well, but I will, but I will say this in defense of rappers too. You can't blame them if they're talking about guns and somebody's intellect is not wise enough to say, you know what, I shouldn't kill somebody because they're talking about guns. If this, if this art and this poetry, you can't fault them for that. It, do, it doesn't come down to being wise enough. I told you a story before. When I listened to Biggie's first album, I'm like, yo, this dude probably did rob a train when he was I'm not, I'm not even joking, though. I, I'm listening to the music, and I'm like, he's probably telling me stories that he went through. And, and then as I got older, I'm like, oh, damn, like he, he wasn't really doing all of this. But there's someone who might who might think, yo, this, I'm about to rob a train. So it, it's not about – yeah, it's not about you not knowing what's right and wrong. It's just sometimes people don't understand what – what these rappers are saying, they take it, they take it as it's a, a real life story that they're really going through this. And also, too, the other thing that people forget is, you know, now we're in an era where you have being a rapper isn't necessarily a badge of like honor or anything like that. You have rappers that are just doing it quote unquote for fun, that have no regard for where it came from, what it was doing. They just doing it literally because it's a hustle. It's something that's fun. They're they're putting out songs. You know, they can't they can barely freestyle. They have they don't really have any connection to anything that has to do with quote unquote the culture besides they just like rapping and they're just doing it. So they almost don't have a, a sense of uh, responsibility as like say previous rappers that wanted to do it saying like oh I people are affected by my raps and stuff like that. But and I so, can tell you as the father of a sixteen year old, they don't have to because no, none, right. none of the kids that are listening to them yep. exactly. <laughs> yep. half a toss about that. Yep. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like before we would we would expect like you know if I'm listening to Wu Tang and I'm thirteen, I'm like these dudes might kill me. I'm kind of serious. Seriously. You know, like I was like I, I, island? Yeah. Yo. I think they are gonna hit, uh, uh, stick me with the rusty screwdrivers. Exactly. But, but in now, when I heard my deep was rhyming, I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I had enough. <laughs> but now you got like you know little Yachi and freaking little Uzi Vert saying like mumble rap, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what is this? I don't understand. Well, as an older person, but as a younger person, they're listening to this as like as party music. Oh, this is a party. Right. I do that stuff, and that's how they take it, and that's the extent of their rap uh, knowledge and purview. So when you now you now you're telling me, hey yo, little Yachi is a, a he's a he's protesting with um freaking Talib Kweli in Brooklyn, and they're talking about <laughs> rights and da 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 like what what what? <laughs> Wait, did that actually happen? Hell, no. <laughs> I, didn't, I just like using him as an example because when I watched the uh, the Ebro clip. Where this dude could not freestyle to save oh, his ass. Please, please and like, don't hurt my soul with that. That it, the, and the part where Ebro actually kind of threw him a line on some, like, yo, you know, some of the old heads say you guys don't really, you know, 
uh, take this rap thing seriously and da 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 da. And he was like, oh yeah, I don't. This is just for fun. Like I don't really <laughs> care about all that stuff that you're saying. Well, like, you know, that, that's cool. That's, and it know, is cool. And it is cool. But it just that you're right. But it's the balance. No, but no, no, it's not cool. Cause like if you can't, if I'm not good at my job, I shouldn't be working. Like you know but what I mean? Do, like, if you do, okay, but like, 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 and also, good at your quote-unquote job is is super relative because my, while my daughter will listen to some Big Daddy Hame from when we were all kids, she'll also listen to some designer. She'll listen to some future. And, okay. You know, and so it, it really it, it becomes relative if she knows that this is party music. You know, she knows yeah, the difference that's between a good point. lyricism. Yeah. If she knows she knows she knows enough to know the difference between lyricism and whatever the hell these other cats are. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I meant like if little Uzi tried to become Chuck D, I'd be like, yo, come on, man. Put down the mic. I, yeah, it's true. We, we all know what I want to hear. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. If we, if we suddenly decided, if, if, if we suddenly understood what designer was talking about all of a sudden, our heads would explode. We'd be like, whoa, I understood that. Why, 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 how, how am I understanding? Am I lost my mind? Exactly. Like, what, was talking about a BMW? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, you know, to coming back to the whole situation, it's almost like, what do you guys think is people's personal responsibility to the, the, to social justice in general? Do you think every single person of color, we'll just say, yeah, in general, has some type of a responsibility to help or participate or something like that? Or do you think it's a case-by-case thing? Do you think it's just only the quote-unquote rich people that have the profile? Do you think it's your, you know, your own personal thing? Like, what do you guys feel like in general? That would be kind of like our final word, if you want to put it that way. I would well, say get in where you can fit in. You know, not not everything is for everyone. You know, marching might not be for some people. Uh, mentoring might be their thing. Mentoring might not be your thing. You know, starting a blog, or you know, if you're a journalist, or you you're you're a good writer that knows how to spin a good yarn. Yeah, I don't know. It 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 really there's no. There's no boilerplate. There's no there's no hardcore template that says you should do this because you're black. Like everybody, you know, it, it may be as simple as teaching your kid, you know, and it may be as simple as sitting down, sitting your son down and being like, look, this is what it is. These are yeah. your responsibilities. You know, I didn't even have a relationship with my dad, and one of the things that he ingrained in, in me was he always talked about how he's not a Trinidadian. He's yeah. an African living in Trinidad. And that resonated with me throughout my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's always about that. it like that. You know what I mean? He's yeah. seriously about it. So I I agree. Well, you know, I, Josh, as you like know, that. you're West Indian, so you know how we feel about when we get classified <laughs> with fellow Americans. Right. He's just like, whoa, like, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing, sort of. Well, yeah, I, I mean, use your, use your platform. If you're an athlete, use that platform to speak out. Put put a dent in what controls. That entity. If you're a basketball player or an athlete in a, in a certain particular sport, band together, make a stand. If you're somebody in the community, there's a tons and a, a plethora of resources. If you like to support the, the efforts of bettering the lives of young people, there's a lot of organizations out there that could benefit from your knowledge and resources, and 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 make that flourish. If you're a politician and you feel like this is an agenda, you need to take a stand on a political platform. Like I said, I agree with Josh. Everybody needs to do their part within their role, play your position, you know, and if we come together, hopefully the on a united front, there should be some 
uh, awakening and some noise to be made and, and hopefully some reform because it's not going to just be one entity and this, oh yeah, the, the players spoke out and no one else does anything. It has to be strategic and everybody needs to come together. It's too, it's too many, ice, it's like ISO ball, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's got this, oh, I got this grandiose <laughs> thing to do it, but it's a team effort. And, and, I, and I also feel, like I said, not to reiterate past things, but it has to be more than just black people. Like the non-Muslim or the non-black Muslims, you know what I'm saying, have to step up and say this is not wrong because when a lot Islamophobia comes out, we all come and together that united front. The gays have to come out and say this ain't right because when there's a gay mass murder, we all feel the same way, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's unjust. So I think every race, creed, culture, background that has the same ideology as people who are just and feel like this is wrong needs to stand up and come to a... a, a a consensus on how to systematically approach and have some understanding with the problem at hand. Well said. Okay. And, well and said. I think the charm on that, I, I check on a lot of websites and I look at people's comments just to see their take on the situation. And I notice that a lot of non-blacks say, you know, well, reverse racism and what's such a big deal and, you know, why is it always got to bring up the race card? So I think the first thing that we need to do is among among the race is you need to talk talk to them of why we're so angry because for instance my my girl's Latino and I think sometimes she looks at me like yo why are you so fucking angry and I think she doesn't know where I stand as far as my background how I was raised black slavery so all of that combined I just have that raw emotion I think that's What's the separation is a lot of people who's saying, you know, why are you making it a big deal? Black Lives Matter. They really don't know of how we feel based off our history. So I think everybody needs to be educated on what the hell is going on with us and why we're so upset. Because I guarantee you there's some people out here who don't know what went on with segregation, slavery, like the depression, all that. People, Some people just don't know the real deal. And I think we all need to be educated first so then therefore we can all have an understanding. So there won't be no confusion. I think um, that's it. Yeah, and also what I was going to say to that is the other thing, too, is a lot of times non-black people, they almost don't know how to support. So uh, someone expressed a feeling where they're like, you know, there's a lot of people talking, and, um, and they, felt, they felt very damned if they do, damned if they don't. So if they say something, like they're, they're almost like saying something like people are – us as black folks, as all this stuff's going on, it's a heightened sense of uh, stuff that's going on, very emotional. So people are looking for non-black people to say a very specific thing, not an opinion. They want they don't want your opinion. They want you to say a very specific thing that's basically in line with what's going on with our emotion, which is – on that end, it's one thing, but it's harder for non-black people to have that conversation with but, black folks. But you know what, though, Kim? The, the catch cut you off, the, make a, the, the tag on what you just said, that's the problem, too. Why don't they know our history? Ain't we part of a great God of America? Yes. Yes. Not to, and, and, and don't and they, they know about Christopher Columbus? Don't yep. they know about this? Or are they ignoring the situation? No, 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 no. Not us? at all. Not at all. But at the same time, and I had to uh, let someone know at the same time, they were, they were expressing their opinion. And I was telling them, I was like, yo, having your opinion is dope. But just understand the climate that you're having that opinion in. So, mm -hmm. and so yeah. it doesn't matter. You can say, and again, this, you know, um, it doesn't matter what that opinion is. I mean, because you know, again, we're in America. Everyone has opinion, blah, blah blah. But I was like, like you should have your opinion. You can have this conversation. But just know that if you say, if you start to have this opinion in this current climate, people are, are less likely to listen to you because they're already in a heightened state of emotional sense. So when you know, say if you're non-black 
and you're like, well, okay, that's cool that you're protesting, but that's not going to solve anything. Why don't you guys get organized and do da 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 da? Of course, they're going to get attacked by people from all over the place. Oh, you don't, you're not supporting the black cause, da 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 da. Like, no, they're just trying to be rational on some like, hey, let's put all of our focus in something that will help. And I get that. But what I was explaining to this person was like, uh, to uh, that person too, I was like, yo, you, you're right. It, it, it's a very, this is a very volatile and and delicate situation right now. Once this kind of quote, like, and I hate to say it, uh, dies down. Then you start to have those more level-headed conversations, kind of like what Killer Mike was saying, you know, talking about the financial aspect or someone else talking about the politics aspects. But again, for non-black people trying to uh, empathize and do all that, it, 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 I can see it, it is um, it's difficult, which it should be, but it also they, they have to also be mindful. And this is the part of the reason why so many people right now are, you know, uh, unfriending people on Facebook because of their <laughs> insensitive comments. And I like, heard there's you a hashtag, delete me. But but the sad thing is like why why are we why are we in the shadows why are we in the dark why isn't I why is our history like forgotten or not supposed to be talked about it's history right it happened so right but but it, to, I, I, go ahead, Josh. to answer that to answer that I mean at the end of the day to acknowledge what really happened on some realness yes. on realness is 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 to jeopardize well I think people think they're going to jeopardize their privilege. Because equal 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 footing, attaining equal footing is threatening. Because now I'm not looking down on I'm not looking down at anybody. Sure. You know what I mean? And so, you know. What do you mean by you're not looking down at nobody? What do you mean by that when you say not looking down at nobody? Well, I mean, in order for you to feel superior, in order for white superiority to be what it is. You got to be able to look down the lane at somebody and go, well, I'm better off than that mo- mofo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, think that, I think a lot of a lot of things are predicated on that. You know, I'm better than those savages that you know <clears throat> that that you know that kill each other over there in in the black neighborhood down in Crown Heights or in Englewood or wherever. You know, it, it, even though even though crime is crime, as we as we talked about earlier, white and white crime happens, black and black crime happens. People kill each other. There is no special formula that says we kill each other more than they kill each other. It, it happens, and yeah. so and so little societal little societal stair steps like that, little pedestals that you're able to place yourself on, you know, it, it, it means something. And so to own that, yeah, you know what, your ancestors might have owned might have owned some slaves. You mm-hmm. know what. You're you're benefiting from the fact that you're white, and I'm not able to do some of the things that you're able to do. I'm not able to walk into a bank and get the same loan that you seem so readily able to, even though you just moved into my neighborhood and I grew up here, and my yeah. credit's better than yours. Yeah. You know, there's 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 a level of there's something about ownership of that that is that is threatening, and then you know, and yet you have examples of what I like to refer to as woke white people. Like you know, like um, like Tim Wise, um, like Dr. Elliot, who talk about it, talk about our history and the things that prop up white supremacy in a way that I never could. They know more about our shit than I do. <laughs> yep. But you know, but you know, I'm not, I'm not asking for, uh, I'm not asking for a sorry. I'm just asking for understanding. That's oh, all no, I want. But you know what it is with that too. Apologists. They're but also too, I think a lot of. Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think when it comes to our history, it's, it's. Is a black cloud over it because yes. people are ashamed of what happened. But I think that's that's an issue as well. We need to talk about what happened yes. in America to get to get past this. And yeah, let's bring up slavery because Jews bring up the Holocaust all the time. It's it's not a competition, but you have to own what happened. And if, 
And I was actually, that's kind of like, that was the point that I was kind of making to, uh, I was saying, I was, I was telling my friend, I was just like, yo, you can have a rational conversation about race, but in a climate like this, this, that, like, you have to be very careful because it doesn't matter what you say, someone could be like slavery. And that's, 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 that's it. What's that, what else are you going to say? But, no, but that's what you got to be educated too. Don't come out saying like no, no and, idiot either. Exactly. And this goes back to what I talked about before about the um, informed populace. And this is the part when I, I get upset with our own culture is because people have these extreme opinions about stuff without actually paying attention. So you, then you have white people that actually know our history more than we do. And, it's, and this shit is sad. And this, and this happens way more often than people want, want to admit it. So it's cool to, be, could be, it's, cool, it's cool to be quote unquote woke. But it's like, yo, there's people. There are people that actually sit down and study this shit more than your average black person. And again, and people try to get passes because, oh, I'm black, so you, they're, they're like, nah, man. They, yo, there's people out here that have, that have no history. exactly like. Now, again, just not saying that they're they're ever can be black, but they are experienced. They've uh, studied the black experience so much. So when they ask you certain questions, they're asking it from a a, a sense of like, well, I've seen that blah 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 that happen. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that this this and this happened. Let's have this dialogue to see why this is, as opposed to you know the people that just want to go um that just talk a big game but really don't really pay attention to their actual to the actual history, you know? Yep. So yep. So the moral is we all need to educate ourselves. Well, yeah. Some, and if you're not edu- if you if you don't know, you need to know. Yeah. I, real quick, I just like what Josh was saying earlier, we do have to all collectively chip in, whether it's us on this podcast, whether it's athletes, whether it's someone listening, whether it's an entertainer. And, and just like he said, you you might not be able to go and protest and grab a uh, microphone and yell, but yo, go go home and do something. Take some imagery that might help. Go 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 volunteer. Like I think we get lost in our real world. Unfortunately, we do. We we get we come home. We want to go play Pokemon Go and walk around and, <laughs> and catch Pikachu. But yo, donate 30 minutes. Donate an hour. Read something you don't know. Go yeah. go find your local uh, community center. Like, try to figure out a way that you can help your own neighborhood because yep. that's where it starts. It has to start locally where we live. Well, well yeah, exactly. Like a branch out. Yep, exactly, because that's one thing I do. Like you said, I work on my household, and maybe that's what everybody needs to do. Like you said, it starts with your home. I make sure CNN is on the news website. I have them doing reports on stuff because you have you have to be a teacher at home. You are a teacher too. And that ain't enough for kids, your brother, your mother. Teach everybody like what you if you if they don't know something help them that's the only way this is going to change and also too you know I think it's also important to have those open dialogues with your uh, non-black friends without being uh, overly sensitive and overly like you know exactly. combative it's true. like because a lot right. of times a lot of times when people are asking you questions they're asking you one hundred percent out of ignorance and they don't a certain, know. there's a certain level of ignorance where it's like all right now you're just being racist but there is yeah. like a level that's just kind of like whoa shit you're asking this question. Let me answer it for you to you in a calm way so that you can have open dialogue as opposed to just being like, yo, you look you racist bastard, da, 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 blah, 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 blah. <laughs> be like, well, hold on. I'm letting you know and that might not be the best way to put See, that. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I'm not on Facebook anymore. Like, Just like you were saying, people You're were right. just You're running right. out, throwing out their opinions. 100%. You, you, you only know half of the story. Like, I think instead of going out and asking questions – you're already saying, yo, right. this is you're wrong. Statements. Yeah, yeah. Blue lives matter. All lives matter. No one's saying they don't. But right now, this is a crisis that's going on. You're, you're, it's being recorded. You're seeing people getting shot in the street. Like, we're talking about this right now. We're not talking about anybody else. 
We're not saying we all don't matter, but at this very moment, our house is on fire, so we need to put out that fire. Who was the analogy they use? You have a broken bone. You go to the doctor. The doctor says all bones are broken, but yeah, let's fix this broken one currently. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, and I will, and I will say I understand everybody's pain, and I will never question if you're upset. But again, violence doesn't solve anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can true. curse them out. You can voice. You you can go all in, but you you have you have to be smart about this. Yeah, you're and you're not gonna win this war by doing that. Yeah, and like you know, someone was we're talking about you know someone brought up the the police officer that got killed in Dallas, and I was like, again. That's that's somebody in the same economic realm lashing out at someone in this and another person that's in the same economic realm. Like yeah. you want to, like and I was like again, not promoting violence, but if you want to freaking uh, inflict harm on, look at people that are actually doing the harm to you: the superintendents, the police chiefs, the freaking lieutenant governors, the the governors, the mayors, the people that are the senators. These people are actually writing the laws that are actually affecting you in your everyday life. Not the not the foot soldier or the grunt. Or the actual police officer that's right next to you that literally is probably is if not in the same block in a block over not only uh, literally only maybe making five thousand dollars more than you are like it it goes back to more of an economic level where like this is the part where you know the elites versus the poor people happen because people really don't understand that basic so, level. So yeah, what what like I'm just thinking like what is the solution like today the Dallas chief police chief said some of you guys should get off the protest line and and come be a cop. But he then not wrong. I remember back part in the days. Part of it's not but, wrong. But no, I remember back in the days where it was hard for some black people to become to a cop, even and, and, yeah. and, and even rise in the force. So it's like, yeah. why are you telling me one thing and then doing something else? Right. And it's the same I, thing I have with, family. I have family that that that's on the force. Yeah. And I remember popping out of the house just on some, you know, on some trying to be funny, you know, on some, yo, what's going on, officer? He's like, do 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 easy. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean. And that's and that's within the last year. And it, it's all it's it's almost like we gotta have freaking affirmative action in the police force. <laughs> Dude, I went to when I was younger. When I was younger, I used to think being a cop was a cool thing. As a kid, same here. Same here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then there was a point in my my life that I was just like, man, cops is not cool. You like saw, it's not cool. <laughs> you saw Boys in the Hood, man. Just say it. <laughs> I mean, you saw Bernie back, and you was like, "Yo, wait a minute." It's just I'm various, various things in my life that I've come across where I was like, "Man, I don't want to be a cop because I don't want to be looked down amongst my friends as a guy that's gonna maybe eventually bust them." Because you know, you have friends that either did some lightweight dirt, and you're like, "Man, what kind of what side of the line I'm gonna be on? Am I right. gonna rock with my homies or I'm gonna uphold the law?" You know, do you have to distance yourself from your friends? It's like in any aspect. You become an NBA player, and you got your crew you came up with, but your crew getting in bar fights. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? You're like, man, I got to cut them. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but then you also see the violence and the negative connotation and stigma that comes with being a police officer. So so when a, when people of, 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 of the law enforcement say, if you want to change this and become a cop, there is a point to that. But yeah. there's also a hesitation. You know, because you're stepping on that side of the line. But if you want to change the system, sometimes you got to be within the system yeah, and change within. And I actually uh, kind of agree with that, too, in terms of, like, that was my biggest thing with Black Lives Matter as a full group that, you know, we have when white people get mad, they get mad, they get organized, they start forming super PACs, they start funding candidates, and they put the candidates in office, and then the candidates freaking pass laws to make their shit better. When black people get mad, we get mad, we protest. 
and then we watch the Kardashians. And then we and then we go by <laughs> then we go by the new Jays. Yep. Yeah, man, man, I buy no Jays, man. Don't support that dude. He don't support us, man. That's, that's, a, whole other, that's a whole other <laughs> podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Man. We, we could definitely do that one in the in, in the near future. Yeah, man, that's people fun. ain't got no discipline, man. They want to, man. I don't know. It's like, I know, but man, some people. I I sometimes lose faith in certain people. Sometimes, you know. He, I, I'm. There's humanity out there. I'm sure most of us have seen that little letter about the woman and the cop interaction and how there was empathy on both sides. But sometimes you look at it and like, man. Sometimes we want to say, hey, let's sacrifice our finances and and not only just not put our put our money into Black Friday, but every other Friday, you know, let's make a dent financially, like playing your part, do your part. Bill Belichick says, do your job. If we do our job, I'm sure, and, and we start to make some noise, and they start to take notice of that, man, if it's bad for business. We, we can, we can. I'm going to tell you guys some stuff when this podcast ends, but I got some ideas. Yeah. But I I'm can't only, say because, yeah, I don't want it to take off without me being in charge of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so what you want to do? I'm, everybody, I want you to give a brief final word, and we'll, we'll sign it off. It's been a good discussion. I'm gonna start with Josh. You're the guest. Give us a final word, like something you want to leave the the public with. Um, just understand that if this doesn't get fixed, if we don't if we don't make this right, if we don't address the systemic racism and the institutionalized. Uh, hierarchy that exists in society where the cops are here, you know, the cops get this automatic benefit of the doubt when they do stupid things like, you know, shoot a guy in the chest when he didn't do anything. Huh. Dallas is going to be, it's not going to be the last time that something like this happens. I hope to God I'm wrong. I really, really do. But you, like I said earlier on, you can't keep slapping somebody in the face and expect them to keep turning the cheek, the other cheek. At some point, something worse is going to happen. And that alone should be incentive enough to 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 balance the scales. You know, it's 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 one of those situations where if if you don't, you know, you, you can only keep stomping down on somebody for so long before they push back. And it's not going to be no light tap when they push back. <laughs> no, nope. it's not. You know, that's my thought. You know, it, it's sad that the cops that it's sad that it happened. But understand the context within which it happened, because you know, people are like, "Oh, well, you know, the narrative has shifted now. Now it's about the cops." Not really. People are still talking about what 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 the impetus was for all of that. You know what I mean? And I think people uh -huh. see, well, yeah, you know, even if even if even if even though it was wrong, even though we all we can all agree it was wrong. I don't know anybody who's on some, yeah, you know, after police, yeah, that that joint should have happened. You should have took out more cops. I don't know nobody who's on that. Nobody yeah. wants that to happen again. Well, we won't, we won't talk about a running back who posted something on Instagram. But uh, we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, 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 what's your final word? My final word is um, I want to hear what the NRA has to say about somebody who has a permit to buy these guns and somebody still ends up dead. I, wanted, I want you to back him up like you back up everything else. And at what point is enough's enough. At what point you cannot keep saying an amendment, an amendment. It's just a piece of paper at the end of the day. That's all it is. Go. We need to go back and figure out a way how can we change these amendments because like you said, 600 people died in how long? It, it's, it's ridiculous now. It's like a video game, man. It's Call of Duty out here. It's not 
supposed to be this way, man. It's, it's not. And I re I'm pushing for that to change, and I'm going to do my research on who is backing up, getting rid of the Second Amendment, and who's fighting for that, and I'm going to decide what um, organization I'm going to join in, you know, with that movement because I've, I've had enough. I had enough. Not bad. Cam? Um, there's a multitude of layers I would love to speak on, but for the most part, like I said, um, I'm not going to live in fear because this is nothing new to me. I'm not going to change the way I live my life because there's some bad cops out there, but I want to make the issue clear that this is just deeper than being good or bad cops. Personally, I don't want to see images of good cops because that's their job. That's what they get paid to do is be good cops. We need to exploit these bad cops. also feel like there needs to be a systematic and structural change in this institutionalized race, structural racism within the police department. Um, there needs to be more empathy on both sides. Um, also believe that black people and everybody else who, who feel the same way needs to come together and band together. And everybody should do their part on whatever platform, whatever level you can do your part either through educating your kids, uh, having an educated uh, conversation with kids, joining an organization, protesting if that's your thing, but anything that will make incremental positive steps to making noise, making a change that's in a positive light. We do not need additional killing. You know, violence is only a last resort when there is no choice to protect yourself. If no one's violent to you, you shouldn't be violent to that. There was no reason for these cops, the innocent, what I'm perceiving as innocent cops, to be dying because of someone's personal preference. I understand a lot of people are angry uh, and upset, and our hearts are heavy right now. But there needs to be a different approach. There needs to be a discussion, an open forum. I, again, this is not nothing new. We had the same discussion last year about the same topics. We need to get past the discussion and get towards action that is going to actually make reform and change within the system. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, great, and we're going to do our part, everybody, as a show, and we're going to we're going to come together, y'all, and we're going to see what we could do. Dwayne, last one. Um, I guess it's it, it's more on, on the cops. I think their training has to be kind of overhaul. I think, like I said earlier, cops need to be members of the community that they're working in and not armed foot soldiers. They need to go around. They need to know who they're talking to. People have to recognize who these people are. So that way, it makes these interactions a lot easier. I think the broken window policy has to get tossed out the window. I don't want to be cliche, but broken window policy, they need to end that. It needs to be cops knowing who's in their community and coming together as one. It will help out a lot with these issues that we're having. We don't respect cops because when we see them, they're telling you to do something or they're or they're policing something and, and it's it's tough. People don't respect them and that respect they're not gonna get respect when we keep on seeing these videos and these images that we see every day. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And Giuliani kissed my ass, you know? <laughs> That 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 yeah, I saw that clip, that was crazy. That dude, it's a whole nother situation. Mm -hmm. Um I would say my final word is just like literally be an informed populist because the uninformed populace is how we got to where we at now. And people really, 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 especially when it comes to on politics and civics, they really depend on the dumbness and, and lack of uh, uh, 
information of people to do things. Like they do things in full light knowing that most people don't pay attention. And so you have to start paying attention because if you don't pay attention, this that's how these things happen and these things get passed and they negatively affect all of us just in a general situation. And so once you start to understand the system, then you can actually go ahead and we can blow it up because then you know where to blow it up and how to blow it up and that and that's how you do that. Um, there's so there's way too many people that literally use their information of the system to uh, get away with a lot of stuff. And that's literally, like I said, people just don't pay attention. If no one's paying attention, you can do whatever the hell you want. So that was mine. But like all things must come to an end, I want to thank everybody for coming out. Um, this is the Table of Truth, and we are out. You can listen and download to all of our episodes of the Table of Truth on iTunes. Just search the Table of Truth podcast.